Christmas Day, Santa and the elves are rested in the North Pole. The sun shines off the snow, and presents are neatly wrapped beneath the tree. But for one Colorado family in 1996, what was waiting for them in the basement was a nightmare. That's this week on Death in Entertainment. Live from Los Angeles. 911, what is your emergency? Here in Hollywood now. Two counts of murder, injury, and death. Oh my God! Shocking new details that has stunned the entertainment world. Um, this makes me a little nervous. The hair stood up on my arms. Just like in the movies. <gasps> what do you call this thing anyway? Death in entertainment. Hello, hello, hello. Ho, ho, ho. Merry death, miss. Merry death, miss <laughs> Deados. What is going on? My name is Kyle Plouffe. My name is Mark Mulcairin. And I'm Alejandro Dowling. And can you believe, guys, we have made it to episode 60. 60. Six we've, zero. We've made our old age now. Yeah. yeah. We're getting our uh, Medicare or something. We're in the twilight. Yeah. <laughs> Put us in the, take us out back and shoot us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. Yes. Uh, if you guys don't know, if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, don't forget, we are now streaming all of these on our YouTube page at Death and Entertainment. So come and see our faces. Please, here we are in the flesh. The Midwestern 10s strike again. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Three Midwestern 10s. Yeah. That's 30 total right that, there. That's a lot. Yeah. I can do the math, okay? I'm not <laughs> stupid. And another reminder for everybody that's out there listening. If you're listening to us for the first time, uh, we are a true crime Comedy podcast. Yes. Ha ha ha. There might so. be some morbid <laughs> jokes we're going to throw here and there, just an FYI. There is some gallows humor, okay? A little bit. A little bit. So if you're not into that, get out of here. Get out of here. Get out back and we'll shoot you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you shoot us, we'll shoot you. Yeah, everyone's getting shot. <laughs> yeah, a little murder-suicide pack to start the episode. Why not? Yes. Very dark. Yeah. Uh, well, that's what's going on here. Yet comical. Yes, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. That would be a great iTunes, uh, you know, review. It would. Yeah. <laughs> so, you listeners out there, please start writing. Yeah, send it them in. Doesn't have to be that eloquent, but you know, it's yeah. just, <laughs> something along those lines. A great change my life. You know, it made my family stay together. We're very happy for this podcast. Five stars, something yeah. like that. Exactly. Yeah. Put a little magic into it. A little magic, yeah, yeah. Put some thought, put some heart into it. Yes. And yeah. you know what we're putting our heart into? What's that? This episode. Here we go. That takes us all the way to December 26th, 1996. Oh boy, the 90s. Okay, well, uh, let's talk about the pop culture flash, guys. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm ready. Okay, so December 1996, the top three movies at this time. Number three, Beavis and Butthead, Do America. Oh, my God. Yeah. My dad. a good one. My dad, we did a double feature with maybe another movie that's going to be in the top three, but the second movie we went, we snuck into, and it was Beavis and Butthead, Do America. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And my dad was in the back the whole time going, this movie's stupid. It is kind of stupid. <laughs> of course it is. is your, was your dad like an Ecuadorian? Or yes. <laughs> this movie's stupid. You don't remember the first one you saw? Uh, I believe it was one of the screams. 
well, it would have been Scream. Yes. Yeah. But I think it was one. Scream. Yeah, yeah. The main one. I saw Beavis and Butthead in the theater as well, but I was using a free pass. Ooh. Because a couple weeks earlier, I saw the movie Mars Attacks. Mm. Ooh, this is getting juicy here. But the projector broke down in the middle of it. Oh, Oof. my Lord. And then it started back up again. But after the movie, they graciously provided the patrons with a free pass. Wow. So I used it to see Beavis and Butthead. Change your there life. You go. It, yeah. it was pretty cool. Yeah. I felt like I had won the lottery or something. Yeah. I felt like I won the lottery with that story. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, Mark is really... It's up crowd. <laughs> yeah. He's a t- Tough motherfucker. <laughs> Fuck you. I just have, for some reason, I have no memory of that movie coming out because I was such a big fan of the TV show. And then once the movie came out, I was just like, I think I was all Beavis and Butthead out. I think I had moved on to South Park or something else at that time. There was no South Park yet. Not yet. Yeah, we were right. right around the corner. We were one year away from it. You're probably right. But Mark, that makes a lot of sense. You were such a huge fan of Beavis and Butthead yeah. that you decided to skip the movie. Maybe, yeah. maybe I was drinking then too. That, that was taking up a lot of my there you time. go. That's yeah. when I first started drinking. <laughs> yeah, and that'll do it. Um, number two, Jerry Maguire. Ooh. Was that part of the double feature? You had me at Jerry Maguire. Yeah. Um, Who's coming with me? Yeah, <laughs> just this goldfish. <laughs> yeah. And ugly Renee Zellweger. Oh, ugly. my God. I thought well, she was beautiful. I, well, I mean. She was cute in that. Yeah. Squinty and cute. Well, she changed her face, so clearly she agrees with me. Sorry, what? She has a different face now. Have you seen her face? She's got some work done, but it's you a know, different person. You got to get some yeah, work done. Yeah, well, we all have different faces from 1996. Yeah, that's we, true. We, we all can't be Adonis. It's like Kyle Pluver. I was but a wee child. Wasn't it pretty much universally sad that she was appealing in that movie? I, I don't know. I always thought it was a weird choice. You could have got someone so much better looking. No, but that was part of her thing. She's a single mom. She's having, she's struggling. She's run down. Oh, my God. She's beat up by life. Okay. <laughs> I don't, I don't I'm going to move it yeah. from Zellweger because this we, is getting out of we hand. Get we'll, we'll have to do another disclaimer next week. Like, you know, Kyle's going to be going after some woman. <laughs> Zellweger. I yeah, mean, of all people, who cares. Yeah, yeah. let leave. Let she's her a live. nice lady. Let Bridget Jones' diary live. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> she's okay. Um, I was just gonna say, remember that annoying kid from the movie? Yes, yes. And then he was like the was annoying kid after that in Hollywood. <laughs> handicapped? No. <laughs> For, I thought he was like a Simon Birch or something. <laughs> <laughs> Am I totally wrong there? Yeah, that was him in Simon Birch. Oh, really? With some prosthetics. <laughs> well, Mark totally of, believes me. Speaking of getting work done. <laughs> is being irritating as a child star a handicap? Well, it wasn't then, but it is now. I <laughs> <laughs> That's Ryan Grantham. Oh, okay. Um, I think we should move to number one. Okay, thank you. Good idea. <laughs> yeah. uh, number one, 101 Dalmatians. Mm. The Glenn Close one? Uh, yes. No, the not Glenn Close well, one. Well, there were re- The re- Emma Stone one. There were re-releases. When she was a baby. Remember what? my Auntie Carol fell in front of the entire fucking place and everybody laughed? But that was oh, 1991. Yeah. One, yeah. yeah. That was Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Yeah. I would be so lucky that they would show it again. <laughs> By the way, I don't know. This might be the first time in Die history that our pop culture flash is either very similar or exactly the same as another episode. Ooh. You know which one I'm thinking? No. No, no, because I, I remember you did do something 
that was remember the Patriots lost to the Packers. Oh, Chris in Farley, nineteen ninety six. Nope. Oh, we did bring that up. Though. That was the we Super Bowl, up, not yeah. Christmas time. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that would have been before. Jack Nance. Ah, oh, okay. he went to get coffee at a donut shop around this time. He That's got right. beat up. Yeah, yeah. At, uh, Winchell's Donuts. Winchell's in Pasadena. Yeah, yep. don't don't mouth you know mouth off to people. Yeah. At Winchell's Donuts, That's That's where people go for uh, pastrami sandwiches and coffee and knuckle sandwiches. <laughs> 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 Deadly knuckle sandwiches. Yeah. Gonna punch you in your eraser head. <laughs> yeah, you bum. I'm gonna erase your head with these fists. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they said. Yeah. <laughs> uh, should we go to the music? What's going yeah, on let's with do the it. music situation? <laughs> Before Kyle yeah. starts erasing yeah. Renee yeah, Zellweger yeah, again. Yeah. yeah, we don't have to bring her back up. Jeez Louise. <laughs> yeah. Tell us how you really feel. Ooh, that's all we can do on this podcast. Yeah. And how do you feel about Megan Fox's hands? Oh, her hands are okay. It's her thumbs. Wait, what? Thumbs. What? Cut them off. What are you talking? Is this a new development for no, me? No, this is an old one. We've Ka- talked about it. She's Kyle's... got toe thumbs. It freaks me out. Oh, my God. I'm setting him up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's my fault. I'm taking don't, the bait. Don't gas him up. Let's go. Number th- number three, Don't Let Go by En Vogue. How oh, good Ooh, song. set it off. Don't let go. go. I'm about to lose, lose control. En yeah. Vogue was good. There were no SWV, but they were still yeah. solid. They were there in the 90s. They were there. There are no Mariah Carey. No yeah. TLC. That's your favorite, right? Mariah Carey, yeah. Okay, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> We're sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Number two. Oh, this is a big one. This was in a hit movie of the time as well Uh-oh. on the soundtrack. And there was a basketball and a popular cartoon character that eats carrots. In Ooh, that movie. Oh, I, I believe fly. I can fly. I, I you believe got I can it. fly, yeah. yeah. By Space Mr. Jam. Robert Kelly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I thought I was Weird Al at the time by always singing uh, I Believe I Can Fart. Was that his parody? It's a big hit. No, it was in my family's car. I would sing that. Yeah. Oh, my Can God. You... By myself. And that's when Give he knew us... he was a comedian. I believe I could fart. <laughs> Think about it every night and day. Spread my cheeks and fart away. Okay, You're welcome. Bad. How old were You're you welcome. doing that? Ten. Oh, okay. <laughs> that would have been, you probably were the... It was a big hit. Yeah. yeah. Were, on, on Route 24 or something, howling yeah. going down the, down the street. Route 18. Route 18. He's <laughs> like the Louis C.K. of his elementary school. Yeah. yeah. And not in many ways. Yeah. Yeah. He was also jerking off. Yeah, he was jerking <laughs> off. the corners. Hey, I asked first. <laughs> yeah. uh, number two. That was number two. I'm a little flustered. Yeah, you're a little loopy. Number one. What do you think number one was? Because we have gone through this list before with Jack Nance. Is it Hey Now You're an All-Star? No. Okay. Ooh. Too early. Too early. Hmm. We made a... We had a pun in our minds with this song and almost said it at the same time on the Jack Nance episode. Don't, oh, spe- don't Speak by No Doubt? Unbreak My Heart, Tony oh, Braxton. Oh, okay. Unbreak My Fart was another one I would... <laughs> So. Oh my! After everything was just <laughs> fart related. <laughs> just jam the word fart into it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, stuff. now you're a fart star. All right. It's getting worse. It's getting yeah. worse. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so obviously this is a very big. Episode. It is well trodden territory. Um, 
you know, so we don't have to do much background for this episode. We're pretty much jumping right into it. But we'll do a tiny background of the people who were living in the house at the time of Jean Benet's death. Okay. Let's go through the early life of yes. Jean Benet. Jean Benet Ramsey. Uh, her name was Jean Benet Patricia Ramsey. She was actually born um, on August 6, 1990. And she was named after both of her parents because her dad's name's John. So that's where the Jean comes from. And Patricia is her mom's name, Patsy. Are they French? Uh, Ramsey, I think that's French. Okay. Yeah. But where does the beignet come from? Uh, beignets. Okay. No, yeah. I have no idea. The food. Yeah, so I'm, <laughs> I'm sure they're trying to showcase their French background and heritage. Yeah. Um, they're like, that's a star name. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, maybe Jean that Benet. too. Or uh, an assassin or something. <laughs> oh, everybody run. It's Jean Benet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's up on the uh, roof. He's got a gun. <laughs> she was the youngest and most outgoing of the uh, Ramsey crew. She was the only daughter. And Patsy, her mother, used to love dressing her up and parading her around in beauty pageants. And she was actually really successful. She won a bunch of awards by so the time she like was six. So she's like the Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah. But like before they made that that, that movie and stuff. Yes. Okay. And playing by the rules a little more than that movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> John Ramsey, the father, very successful businessman. He was a multimillionaire. He owned and founded his own billion-dollar company. It was a computer company. And he really didn't feel comfortable at all with letting his daughter in these beauty pageants. But he knew that it made Patsy and John Bonet happy, so he just set his feelings aside um, because he loved them. And it got him out of the house too. I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get out of here! Get out of here! I'm doing my computer work over yeah. here. <laughs> Patsy Ramsey, the mother, she actually did beauty pageants into her teens and early adulthood. Ah, one of those moms. Also very successful. She was the showman of the neighborhood. They would actually decorate their entire house, which was a sprawling. Uh, 15-room house with 23 rooms total if you count the bedrooms. So there was it's a, like a mansion. Yeah, it was a huge mansion. Yeah. Um, they would decorate the entire house for every holiday and then have people over to do tours of the house. Uh, there was, it was said that on Christmases, they would have between 1,500 and 2,500 people tour through their house to see the decorations. Wow. Wow. There's like a weird thing. I don't know if this is just Colorado, if it's around the country, but... In these big ass houses, they would have tours where people would just like go walk through different people's houses and be like, "Oh, this is amazing!" Like it's a museum or something, but it's like, "Yeah, hey, here's our Christmas tree." Like my family would be like, <laughs> <laughs> "Here's my dad drinking on the couch." <laughs> here's my dumbass son. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> here's our stockings that are still on the ground because we couldn't find anything to put them up on the wall with. <laughs> Take your shoes off. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my angry grandmother. <laughs> Take your shoes off. Step around that dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> now get out. <laughs> Usually the thing is you go take tours of the neighborhood lights. Like you drive yeah, around. Yeah, that's outside. normal. That's what people yeah. do in like Burbank here and stuff. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. yeah. I would do that back home too. Yeah, you don't go into someone's house. Yeah. Can we come in? Pay like to go in their house. Oh, they were paid? Admission? Yeah, they were like these tours. Yeah, it was like a 99% sure that the people in the tours were getting paid. Well, this is also before like, you know, Martha Stewart, Homes and Living, like, you know, you know all these like, you know, ho you know home renovation shows and stuff. So people, yeah. maybe there was a, a hunger for nonsense like that then. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. 
This is before Cribs, too. Yeah. <laughs> Very influential ex- family. Exhibit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Burke Ramsey is the older brother of John Bonet. He was nine years old at the time, which makes him three years older than her. Uh, he's an odd duck, and we'll cover him extensively later. Can't wait. So, to the day before the murder, December 25th, 1996, John Bonet and the family woke up early in the morning, ate breakfast, and opened presents. Later that day, the Ramseys went to a family friend's house for a Christmas party, and they got home around 10 p.m., and everybody went to bed without incident. On Christmas Day? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so they had a perfect Christmas Day together. And their house is all decked out from the tours. Yeah. They have, like, multiple Christmas trees in their house. There was, like, a Christmas tree in every room. This sounds, like, fucking exhausting to put. Like, I remember yeah. I had to put, like, <laughs> lights on my, my family's, like, roof, and I'm like, I'm never doing this again. Yeah. I'm I hated not, putting I, them on the tree. I'm not celebrating this yeah. fucking holiday anymore. Yeah, even the tree the is tree's complicated a, enough. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah, because my job would be like, hey, Kyle, go to the back of the tree and I'll hand it to you. And you just get like stuck between the wall and the tree yeah. and you like work the back of the tree. My mom was like, here, you do that. And I just put all everything on one side so I wouldn't have to go around. <laughs> so just so it, That's lo- hilarious. It, it looks like it's all there. <laughs> but if you go around the other side, there's like nothing on the other side. <laughs> it's an illusion. It's an illusion. Well, that's what this, this whole family it's is. Like it feels a sitcom like. set where the stairs don't <laughs> yeah, meet yeah, anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like empty couches and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and was Jean Benet part of the show when people would come in? Yes. They would dress her up and like parade her around. Oh, my like she's God. Like, Little Miss Christmas. Girl. They like wind her up and have a show every (laughs) half an hour. That's insane. Yeah. And then why weren't they hosting the Christmas party? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. You know, they go somewhere else. How could their friends top them? I mean, it must be exhausting doing everything. You got to let someone take a little bit of the fucking responsibility. But but the house is already decked out. Yeah. You could hire, hire a caterer or something. Yeah. What is this? This is insane. Yeah, it's already insane, (laughs) and we didn't even get to the murder yet. I know. Yeah, Yeah, this is more terrifying to me than the murder. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) the idea of admission, multiple Christmas trees, a lot of Christmas lights, a lot of tinsel, two thousand people in your house, two thousand people just you know (laughs) coming in and out as they please. Get out of here. People have to use the bathroom. They're like taking a shit there. <laughs> you got a vacuum gotta, later. Yeah. There's got to be some scumbags that left shit in the yeah. toilet there. People yeah. are smoking in there. Hey, can I smoke in here? <laughs> like, yeah, it's the, the 90s, baby. Yeah, 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 they left. What is that called when you leave the, the turd in the upper? Oh, uh, the upper decker? Yeah, upper decker. Upper yeah. Decker. <laughs> yeah, when you shit in the tank above the toilet. Yeah. It's a real scumbag move. I've done it. Okay. <laughs> of course. <laughs> While he's writing a fart, new fart song. Yeah, Weymouth Mass for that ass. Here we go. Hey, do you have any other not shocking things to say? No. <laughs> <laughs> December 26, 1996. Patsy wakes up at 5.30 in the morning to make coffee. As she's going down the spiral staircase that goes to the main floor, she finds a three-page letter on the stairs that reads... <clears throat> Mr. Ramsey, listen carefully. We're a group of individuals that represent a small foreign faction. We respect your business, but not the country it serves. What? At this time, we have your daughter in our possession. She's safe and unharmed, and if you want her to see 1997, you must follow our instructions to the letter. You will withdraw $118,000 from your account. $100,000 will be in $100 bills and the remaining $18,000 in $20 bills. Make sure that you bring an adequate size attache to the bank. 
What does that even mean? Like a bag? Yeah. Oh, okay. They couldn't just say bag? I know. We'll get to word choices later. Yeah, it's like the day of the jackal like wording or something. You don't want the people like try- needing to get a dictionary. Like, what is <laughs> yeah, attaché? Like, oh, do you the, think the Jean Benet Ramsey's parents wouldn't know what attaché? I know. Means? It sounds like they're the bullshit people that wrote this letter. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, he's already accusing a, this I, early. Yeah. I, of course. Ever since this whole Christmas decorations nonsense, <laughs> I, I got a big target on their back right now. Yeah. When you get home, you will put the money in a brown paper bag. I will call you between 8 and 10 a.m. tomorrow to instruct you on delivery. The delivery, the delivery will be exhausting, so I advise you to be rested. Oh, jeez. Like we, the cable guy between <clears throat> 8 and 10 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> if we monitor you getting the money early, we might call you early to arrange an earlier delivery of the money and hence earlier pickup of your daughter. Any deviation of my instructions will result in the immediate execution of your daughter. Man. You will also be denied her remains for a proper burial. The two gentlemen watching over your daughter do not particularly like you, so I advise you not to provoke them. Speaking to anyone about your situation, such as the police or FBI, will result in your daughter being beheaded. If we catch you talking to a stray dog, she dies. The dog, the dog or the girl? Yeah, both. <laughs> this is like Gary Oldman and the Russians from Air Force One. Yeah, get it, off my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> if you alert bank authorities, she dies. If the money is in any way marked or tampered with, she dies. You can try to deceive us, but be warned, we are familiar with law enforcement countermeasures and tactics. You stand a 99% chance of killing your daughter if you try to outsmart us. Follow our instructions and you stand a 100% chance of getting her back. You and your family are under constant scrutiny as well as the authorities. Don't try to grow a brain, John. You are not the only fat cat around, so don't think that killing will be difficult. Don't underestimate us, John. Use that good southern common sense of yours. It's up to you now, John. This is like a bad screenwriter. (laughs) It's up to you now, John. Victory, SBTC. And that's it. What the victory? Maybe that's like Johnny Drama from Entourage. Victory. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if this wasn't 1996, I'd be like, yeah, big yeah, Entourage yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, this person is unhinged, whoever wrote this letter. And also, we don't like you. I like it. It's just like all of a sudden. We, and also, we don't like you. We don't like you, and other people don't like you either. Yeah. It's so <laughs> personal. People think you're sketchy. It's extremely personal. Yeah. Yeah. And are they almost being sarcastic? Your attache. Yeah. Trying to rub it in their face. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's kind of saying, like, don't, you're not that guy. Okay. You're, you're not, not that, that guy. guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Literally. Like, who are you? I'm that guy. Yeah. So there's a number of things with this. Whoever wrote this note is an avid action movie fan. There are a number of movie lines lifted throughout the entire thing. In Die Hard, a group is described as a small foreign faction in that movie. Oh. Dirty Harry. And that's a Christmas movie. It is. Some say. Dirty Harry. I say. Okay. There's a quote that says, now listen to me carefully. Listen very carefully. And that's what the killer says while beating Callahan. And they say, if you talk to anyone, I don't care if it's a Pekingese pissing against the lamppost, the girl dies. And it says, it sounds like you had a good rest. You'll need it. So these are all like kind of shitty shittily like regurgitated like variations lines. Of, of action movie lines yeah in speed the killer says do not attempt to grow a brain um all... and it's hopper let's you know yeah let's exactly be yeah, yeah. 
Do not attempt to grow a brain, dude. Pop quiz That's a hot great shot. Dennis Hopper. <laughs> yeah. Is he in the room? Yeah. <laughs> you were about to do yours too, Mark. I don't have I don't I don't have You were a like Dennis pop Hopper. quiz hot yeah, shot. Yeah, pop quiz hot <laughs> shot. That's all my Dennis Hopper is. Just saying lines from the movies he's in. You yeah. can do De Niro as Hopper. Hey. I'm Dennis Hopper. I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm having an acid flashback right now, okay? <laughs> 50 miles an hour. Don't forget it. Yeah. <laughs> Pop quiz, hot shot. Okay. okay. The deleted scenes. Yeah. <laughs> or they, maybe they shot like half of it with De Niro. Like, yeah. <laughs> Mr. De Niro, it's just not working. We're sorry. Yeah, you look too happy. <laughs> Am I fired? <laughs> yeah, and you also look like you're you're uncomfortable and nervous. <laughs> all at the same time. Yeah. yeah. You don't get it. Yeah, so there's like... There's quotes from the movie movie Ransom in here, which was in the theaters at the time with Mel Gibson. Oh, yeah. Donnie Wahlberg also in that movie? Yes. Uh, Nick of Time. On the night John Bonet was murdered, the movie Nick of Time aired at 7.30 p.m. on a Boulder cable channel. Um, they said that the killer could have watched it and had even more um, story or, or words to work with. And Boulder being Boulder, Colorado, which were like the area where the, yes, we Boulder, are Colorado, here. yeah. yeah. Um, they say right outside of Denver, yeah, outside of Denver, yeah. yeah. It, I've been there, uh, and it's there's not much going on there besides the college, yeah. But yeah, uh, University of Colorado or Colorado State, sure. Okay, I think it's the first one. I think that's yeah, the Colorado Buffaloes. Yeah, I think are there. There was some nice tea house. That was about it. Yeah, it seems very hoity-toity there. It yeah. is. Yeah, very neighborhoody uh, mansions you can walk through. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Pay to yeah. It's so hoity-toity, they charge you to look at Christmas decorations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they take your daughters, a group of uh, international terrorists. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the movie Nick of Time, the story centers on a political faction that kidnaps a six-year-old girl. Um, and even one of the quotes in it is, you talk to a cop, you even look at a cop too long, and your daughter's dead. I'll kill her myself. Cut the head right in front of you. That's with Christopher Walken. Yo! Hey. Don't talk to anyone! <laughs> <laughs> okay? Yeah. <laughs> My walking's getting worse and worse. <laughs> it's, it's been a while. It's been a while, You gotta yeah. take it out to play sometimes. Take rusty. it for a walk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Ruthless People is another movie that is quoted in this uh A lot of kidnap movies. I, I like yeah. how that's the... That's how they get ready. They prepare to do this kidnapping is they watch like throw mama from the train. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's so you know, that's <laughs> what you know when you're dealing with professionals. Yeah. <laughs> it's so far it sounds like a movie freak. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Almost like the kidnapping is the you know, the second thought. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kinda like scream. That's already been done by them because like in that movie, you know, people that are inspired by scary movies are doing crimes. Yeah. And interesting that Scream is out at this time. This mm. is when it wow, premiered. Yeah. It, or right after. It was around like was late it? December 96. Okay. No, I believe you. Yeah. It's 96 or 97, somewhere well, in it, this area. It blew yeah. up, though, in January 97, like really early January. Yeah. But that was such a meta movie, you know, referencing all these real events and horror movies ah so this it even is... could have like a tinge of that yeah yeah exactly yeah wow um secondly the amount of one hundred and eighteen thousand dollars is very oddly specific uh if 
people don't know, it was in fact the exact dollar amount that John Ramsey received as a bonus that year. Wow. More on that later. So that sounds like an inside job, or it's it's a his side job. Yeah. He did it. He wrote this fucking letter. Very inside. Very inside baseball. So, Patsy, it's 5.30 in the morning. She's going down for coffee. She finds this note. She reads it, freaks the fuck out, calls 911 immediately. Uh, according to Newsweek, around 6 a.m., police officer Rick French arrives to the home and does a quick search of the house. He's like, I know what an attache is. Yeah. <laughs> Do I smell a banana in here? <laughs> he stops in front of the door that John Benet was behind, but does not open it and leaves the house. Uh, Wait, what? Yeah. He, did, he was searching the house, looking around, stood in front of the door in the basement that she was behind, and he just didn't open the door. And you would have seen it right away if you opened it? Yeah. So no one opened the door. No one opened that for door for a while. Yeah, come on. Wait, what? Even even an impartial police officer detective didn't even just open the door no. for what reason? But he didn't know why. No, he just he was just going through the house, and I think the he was main, just doing a general sweep and like didn't even think. I think that he, she was going to be there. He thought maybe it was just like a closet, whatever. I've looked at the the main part of the the room. She's yeah. not in this room. Why would she just be in this random closet? I don't know. He just didn't open the door. Maybe. Random closet. It's a basement. But the basement is as big as the house. Yeah. So it's huge. Okay. And there's all these little like nooks and crannies where there's like a little wine cellar room and like a, another little closet. I, so they went to the basement. Yeah. The, the cop went down to the basement. I see. Okay. And stood outside of the door. Gotcha. She was behind have, while she was dead. I have a theory. Maybe he was running late for his next Christmas tour of the house. <laughs> like to see all the Christmas decorations. And I've stuff. seen all the decorations I need to see. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were like, next tour is starting right now. Uh, it could have been Joe Pesci from Home Alone. We don't know. Could be anything. Could be. Yeah. Um, so after that, <laughs> John Ramsey's so freaked out, he goes to the bank and he gets the $118,000 in cash. Exactly the way they want it. Wait, the the bank is open on Christmas Day? Uh, the day after Christmas, yeah. Really? It was a Thursday, I think, that year. Okay, so they okay. opened up, yeah. And they gave him that much cash? Yeah. He freaked the fuck out. He's like, someone's trying to kill my daughter. They want this amount of money. Give me the money I, now. Do they, do <laughs> I thought they anymore? had like a $200 limit. <laughs> well, <laughs> For you. I don't think it's an ATM. <laughs> I think if you have it, like you can go to like a teller and get that much money. So he has to go to like 20 banks. This yeah. is also a guy that has so much money that they're just like, all right, whatever. He's not going we to like a, a bodega ATM. <laughs> 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 or like an arcade ATM. Yeah. <laughs> Give me $118,000. Hey, just yell at the machine. Linda Arndt. She's the first detective. Arndt what? Arndt, that good of a detective. <laughs> hey. She's the first detective on the scene. She arrives in the early afternoon, and she joins people who are already there. The neighbors are there. Family friends are there. Everybody's freaking out, walking around the house, uh, passing around the ransom note. So they're just all touching and mucking up what should have been a fucking crime scene that it was locked It sounds like off. the Bob Crane crime scene, kind of. Everyone's just like, yeah. there's people are smoking and drinking in the back. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just having sex on the couch. Yeah. Like, there's a lot going on. Um, Unreal. Linda is like, she just senses something wrong with John. She doesn't like the way he's he's looking. Like, he thinks he looks, she thinks he looks paranoid. Like, She's really freaked out. So she said she's always got like her hand on her gun the whole time she's there. Whoa. And she is calling for backup constantly, being like, somebody else come help me. There's somebody like more else coffee. She, she shoots the cop. Yeah. <laughs> hey, John's the dad? Yeah. 
And she's uncomfortable around him in his own house? She doesn't like the vibes he's given off. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's... And she made sure to do a whole media tour telling everybody that. But something else happens right after this that really makes her not comfortable. Let's hear it. Um, I'm uncomfortable right now. So to pass the time, because she's calling for backup and the PD is just like, listen, it's the day after Christmas. Everybody's on vacation. You're there for a missing person. Don't worry about it. Sure. You'll be fine. Um, she tells John and his friend to be like, hey, listen, to pass the time, why don't you guys go walk around the house, do a top to bottom search and see if anything is missing. Like if people came in here and robbed you, you should know. So it's her way to be like, fuck off. Yeah, stop staring at me. Because there's no reason why they should be doing that without an actual police officer near them to be like taking notes of everything that's missing. But but she kind of fucked up there because yeah. you know they're able to go off and and cha- you know fuck with any evidence they want to and she just doesn't like the guy breathing down her neck. Yeah. I can kind of understand. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't let them out of your sight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So she's like both of you leave my sight. They for- need like a whole entire team there, but they don't know because there's no body yet. Yeah. They don't know there's an actual murder. Yeah. So they're on the main floor when this is happening. This whole house is four stories. So it's the basement, then the main floor, then the second floor, which is where uh, John Bonet and her brother's bedrooms were on. And then okay. their parents were all the way at the top. So it was huge, super tall house. And so since they're on the main floor, they're like, all right, we're going to do a whole search of the house. Let's start downstairs first. So they're already right next to the basement door. They go in, they go downstairs. And within a minute, they hear a blood curdling scream come from John streaming it's my baby and he comes upstairs with john benet's dead body in his arms oh my god and she's got nylon rope around her neck uh her wrists are tied and she's got duct tape over her mouth Mm. and he rips the duct tape off her mouth in front of everybody and everyone's asking linda is she dead and she's like yeah she's dead and so she calls for backup and is like, all right, this is now a murder investigation. And then like a million cops show up in a second. Well, <laughs> um, that's the problem, though, because there's no it, it has to be like 24 hours to consider a person missing. Yeah. So that that is less than 24 hours. You know, you're really not going to get the cops to really do a lot unless you have that time frame. Yeah. Or like, obviously, they have this bullshit note, but that's not really going to do it. Yeah. So. There's a huge case against the family. Everyone immediately starts looking at the family because John was looked at because he was the first one who originally went downstairs and found her within a minute. Sketchy. Very sketchy. Yeah. Patsy Ramsey was under suspicion because her handwriting came up as inconclusive on the writing analysis of the ransom note. And the notepad that was used for the ransom note was hers, and they found it next to the phone at the bottom of those stairs that she found the ransom note on. Okay. Were they a Nielsen family? Like the Nielsen ratings? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Because you could find what out question. what were they watching Christmas night. Mm. I, d- I never even know who were the Nielsen families. Like, because <laughs> don't what... you get chosen at random? Yeah, I you think do. so. But yeah. they they put like a box or something on your TV to see your what you're watching during mm-hmm. a period of time. Uh, Maybe they were watching Nick of Time. Could be. <laughs> but I think it was still in the theaters, though. They'd have to go out and go watch. No, it was on the local cable channel. Oh, it was. I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah. You're, right. you're thinking of Ransom. I'm thinking of Ransom. Yeah. With Donnie yeah. Wahlberg. And yes. Scream. Yeah. And Scream. <laughs> Burke Ramsey, the older brother, uh, he was looked at 
a lot by police and the actual media because he displayed no empathy or compassion for his sister and disturbing behaviors such as sharing his feces. What? How old is this kid? He's nine at the time. Yeah, that's that's weird. That's too old to be sharing your feces. They found his. Yeah, that should have stopped after eight. Yeah, they found his feces under the Christmas tree in John Bonet's bed. On the bathroom wall. What? And smeared onto John Bonet's candy container that she got for Christmas the day before. Is he like jealous of her? So there's a number of reasons. Lock him up. Why? Just for that just alone. For the shit, yeah. And like they're fucking up the tours. That's what's my main concern. Yeah. <laughs> the people didn't mind paying to see shit smeared over the Christmas <laughs> yeah. tree. Yeah. Under. Uh, yeah. Oh, excuse me. Under. Yeah. So there's many psychological reasons why. Uh, scatolia, it's called, which is the sharing of feces and smearing it on things. Uh, psychologist. Scatolia sounds like someone I went to middle school with. <laughs> hey, Scatolia, hey, what's scatolia, up? Scatolia, <laughs> <laughs> Have you met Broncado? <laughs> <laughs> so, sc- psychologists note that scatalia tends to occur in individuals with a history of obsessive compulsive disorder, anxiety, schizophrenia, depression, bipolar disorder. ADD, autism, or trauma-related um, conditions. That's weird. Some people, I knew uh, a a friend had a roommate. This girl who would uh, who would poop into like um, your mouth, like, like a container. <laughs> I wish, uh, <laughs> and she would inspect it all the time. It's her just, poop, her own, in the toilet. No, in a container. On oh, a container. Yeah. She, wow. She'd crap into her own container and inspect it. I think there's yeah. people that are into their own shit. I think that's what Was she thing. a scientist? No. Not at all. <laughs> I don't I don't know what was going on, that's but Scatolia was, was going on. She was a health on. nut though. She was like really into her own health and stuff. And I think So she ate her own shit. Which she was fun. doing this as an adult? Yes. Oh wow. Like in her twenties. Yeah. That yeah. is yeah, that's a bad sign. This, yeah. yeah, this kid was nine. Yeah, I didn't say it was a good sign. That's a, that's a red flag. I wasn't arguing for it. And that's how I met your mother. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they call a brown flag. <laughs> that, yeah, that's the last episode of How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> she smeared shit on She's me. She's in the lab. Yeah, yeah. No one smears shit on me like your mom. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there also wasn't a break-in or a messy exit from any windows. There was an open window in the basement near her body, but no footprints or, or anything like leaving the window. And there was an undisturbed spider web that was huge that was in front of it. Hmm. Um, this is the reason that many people believe the killer was inside of the house at the time and never left, i.e. the family. But to subscribe to this theory is either to not know or outright deny the other physical and circumstantial evidence in this case. Okay? Okay, we're on board. I'm not denying anything. Like the prosecutors entered the room here. Yeah. I so, do want to lock the brother up, though. Yeah. <laughs> for many, for different reasons. Even if he didn't do it, yeah. The, the, the broncado, or what, what was it? The, the shit stato. The scatalia. The scatalia. The <laughs> uh, you're French. I'm scatalian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you want What's the- scatalian? Then he's like, he wipes shit on her face. <laughs> Do you want that uh, sandwich on sourdough or scatalia? <laughs> <laughs> I just freeze for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> well, I'm going to scatalia out of here. Let's scatalia to the next uh, fact here. Physical evidence. <laughs> the ransom note written on Patsy's notepad next to the phone 
Uh, the handwriting analysis cleared John, but not necessarily Patsy. It wasn't a complete match, but it wasn't not a complete match, is what the police said. Pretty much like, could not be you. Eh, still could be you. Yeah. Well, the, the, that technology gets better every year, so it's... Yeah. yeah. It wasn't quite there in 1996. I guess not. There was a shoe print next to John Bonet's body that did not match anyone's shoes or sizes in the house. Okay. Physical DNA on John Bonet that didn't match anyone in the house. A heavy flashlight left behind that did not belong to the Ramseys, and it was the weapon used to create the 8.5-inch skull fracture discovered in her autopsy. Mm. Nylon rope that was around John Bonet's neck and wrists was not found anywhere in the house. Black duct tape that was on her mouth was not found anywhere else in the house. You said DNA on the body? Yeah. You just went right through that. That, to me, seems like the biggest piece of evidence. You would think. The DNA that's not the family's on her body. Yes. That's huge. Yeah. Giant. And I feel like not many people really take that into consideration. But could it have been planted? Could it have been something that was very intentionally placed mm. on that murder scene? Because they knew if they did that, it would most more than likely point away from them, and that's good. There were lawyers that argued against them saying the DNA could be from a factory worker who made the underwear. Because that's where the... DNA was from. Oh, wow. And Who made the, the underwear. The manufacturers were in Asia and they said, We do have some white people working here, but they couldn't conclusively decide whether it was an actual factory worker or it was someone who was attacking her, which is more likely. So the the the, uh, the nylon that was that was strangled with her or her underwear. Or just her regular underwear. Because she was like? sexually assaulted. Okay. Yeah, I forgot. I mean, not that I forgot to mention it, it was coming up, but okay. I didn't mention that. Yeah. She was uh brutally assaulted and wiped clean. Her her parts were wiped. Jeez Louise. So there was no... I mean, we're talking details here. I thought I you said this was a holiday episode. <laughs> yeah. No. Merry, Merry Christmas. Jesus Christ. I wish I was just on a regular tour of the family house with yeah. that, not knowing any of this stuff. God. I know. It's brutal. What a difference a day makes. Yeah. Literally. They're propping her up, charging admission the day before. And yep. I never knew. I knew nothing about this case, really, but I didn't know how grisly it was. Jesus. Yeah. There was a handprint on the door of the room that John Bonet was found in. Didn't match anyone in the house. Burke's Swiss Army knife was found near her body. But let me tell you, we'll get back to that. Okay. <laughs> tell he, us when. He teased us with it. Hey. Was th his shit on it? <laughs> that was the only thing that wasn't on <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> Surprisingly. Um, there were also marks le left from a taser otherwise known as a stun gun, which the Ramses did not own. So why was the media and public so unfavorable to the Ramses? Um, the family went back to Georgia within hours of the murder to be with their family. Uh, people looked at them as like being on the run and not want to cooperate. Even though they were cooperating, they immediately gave uh, hair, blood, and handwriting samples to the police immediately when they asked for it. They were very cooperative. Uh, but think about it. If you were actually innocent and you were genuinely concerned that someone entered your home and killed your daughter, it kind of makes sense to fucking leave your house and go stay with family out of state. Yeah, because it's a murder scene. And I, I guess, but Georgia is so far away from, from Colorado. That's where they're from, though. I know, but like... That's where JonBenet was born originally. Couldn't go to like a hotel or something or... 
I know it's, Dude, I'd I want know to get the rough. fuck out of Dodge. If someone murdered somebody in here, I'd be yeah. like, all right, I'm going back to Boston. See you later. And that grizzly of a murder. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And it, a six-year-old is just so heinous. It's yeah. insane. Um, eventually, the Ramses stopped fully cooperating with the police, which makes them look bad. But I think they have a decent explanation, which we'll get to later as well. Okay. The Ramses also wrote a book about the ordeal, which... At the time, I thought it was like super soulless and like they were taking advantage of the situation, trying to profit off it. Um, but then again, I think there's a good explanation. I do remember them on Larry King a lot. I remember the 90s. And um, Barbara Walters. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, Larry King would like do it like nonstop for month, like, month, like a year. It yeah. was like everywhere. They stopped doing police interviews and they only did televised interviews with big stars. It was yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. There was a very public and private smear campaign spearheaded by one Linda Pugue. Uh, and who was Linda, you ask? Pugue. This is where things actually get interesting. I didn't ask. She hasn't been... <laughs> For the record. She hasn't been talked about much publicly, but she was one of the main figures that really went after Patsy and uh, John publicly, like really attacked them. Um, and I think it's something that people should know about. Uh what was her motives? What was her intention? What, what was behind this? Okay. Let's Who is Linda? Soon after John Bonet's body was found, the police looked around to see if there was evidence of a break-in or window escape. Like I said, no such luck. The police asked the Ramses if anyone else had keys to the home, and they said, yes, we gave keys to our housekeeper and her husband, who was our handyman. They did a lot of work when the family wasn't home, so they needed access. So the police went to pay Linda and Mervyn Pugh a visit. Mervyn, what a name. Mervyn, yeah, not even Marvin. Mervyn. Yeah, yeah it's I'm, Mervyn. I'm Mervyn. Yeah. <laughs> Swerving Mervyn. <laughs> Keep Mervyn, Mervyn, Mervyn. Don't mind my stare. Yeah. So yeah, Linda was the housekeeper and her husband Mervyn was the handyman. And they would go over sometimes together, sometimes alone to do things around the house. Clean up the feces. Yeah. <laughs> Scoop up Burke's yeah. surprises. Yeah, take the crap yeah. from everyone. But also, there was a lot of stuff to do in this big house. It was like a fucking full time yeah. job. It's like a museum. It's yeah. huge. Mm. So, when they went to go visit Linda and Mervyn, they asked if they had taken anything from the Ramsey's house at any point, and they said yes. They had legal pads that were similar to the one used for the ransom note and felt tip pens similar to the ransom note. And they said they had taken them because the Ramsey's had a bunch of extras. They just offered this information. Yep. And yeah. they know about the ransom note at this point. Yeah, do they, do they know the details of the case that where they They are? didn't say they knew the ransom note. They no, they were just like, what did you take from their house? And that's all they took. Yes. Oh my god. Talk about implicating yourself. So, yeah. here's where to me things go off the rails. I only found out about this lady because I was doing so much research and I found this random press conference that Linda did with her lawyer <clears throat> where she's holding up um, a whole stack of papers that show Patsy's handwriting. And she's like, look at this. And then she also talks about the Swiss army knife and where she hid it. Um, so that made me go down a whole rabbit hole and find out the pugues probably had a lot to do with this. So there's a lot of things against them. Wait, wait, why are they going out of their way in order to like implicate people in like say this person did this, this person did that? 
Like, why do they? What do they care? Because when you point the finger, you have three pointing back at you. Oh wow! Hey, look at this guy. How about that? <laughs> yeah. How about that? Yeah, he's giving us messages. He's like, uh, <laughs> like uh, fortune cookies over here. No, yeah, but the person who's going after you the hardest probably had something to do with it. Yeah. They're like, look at them, look at them, look at them. Don't look at me. Where was she? Did she have an alibi for during the time the murder happened? Nope, she was home alone. Well, she was home with Mervyn, and she was in the bed watching TV, and her husband was on the couch watching TV. They weren't even in the same room. She's like, I was just watching Nick of Time, my yeah. favorite movie. Yeah. <laughs> it came on TV, and I watched it. Yeah. She's like, y'all see Ransom? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Mark Wahlberg? No, I mean Donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> so early on, police had their suspicions about them. Um, they the didn't Hughes. publicly announce it, yeah, but... When they did a search of their house, they found black duct tape, which matched the same black duct tape that was used. Holy shit. They found white nylon uh, cords that matched what was used around her neck and her wrists. Uh, but Merv was just like, hey, I'm a handyman. Who doesn't have these things lying around their garage? That's you know? so, that's so Merv. Yeah, very Merv. <laughs> you need the nylon to clean up the mess after you're done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Classic Merv. <laughs> Um, I wrapped my uh, power drill in the, yeah. in the, you know. Yeah. They even said that they had no idea about the room she was found in downstairs. It was this random little nook, they said. Even though Merv had helped Linda get the Christmas decorations out of that room weeks prior to set up the house for the tour. Hmm. To be fair, though, you, maybe you don't remember every little mundane thing. If you're the housekeeper, yes, you do. But you said it's a huge house. Yeah. So there's a ton of yeah, nooks a bunch and of rooms. Yeah, but she's only working for them. Go. What else does she have? I to can't do? even remember my own apartment at this point. Yeah. Who'd you kill? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just being devil's advocate for the. No, but I think I think pukes. Merv is our guy. Oh, you do. I think Merv's a perv. Merv the perv. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> and not because I just wanted to say that, but I think he is sketchy, and I think I don't know. I I think uh, it's too. I think they're just stupid people, and I think Merv went off on his own and actually did this. Merv the perv hangs out with uh, Chester the molester. Yes. If you, if you catch my drift. If you're doing uh, name play here. <laughs> <laughs> Check out Mark here. He's sure of the killer already. Yeah. I'm not that convinced yet. They knew about the open window downstairs in questioning. Um, they had a key to the house. They knew exactly what doors were left unlocked, and they knew that the Ramseys never utilized their alarm system that they had in the house. They never used it. Was Why? it broken or did no? They, they just, just didn't use it. It was a pain in the ass. Yeah, they're like, I don't want to press buttons. Yeah, and, and then and that. then the kid would be shitting somewhere and he'd, he'd set it off all the time. Yeah, it'd be smeared it on the <laughs> alarm system. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this is '96. They didn't have such sophisticated ring systems yet. Yeah, yeah. it might have been more of a pain. There was in no the ring cam then. or any of that stuff, or or yeah. good like um or security systems. Yeah, they for the most part they like car alarms. They're just, they always malfunction and they're paying your ass. They had the same shitty ADT commercials back then as they do now, where it's like the zeros and ones like going down the windows and like coming back up, making oh, it look yeah, like fucking yeah. the a, Matrix. It's some guy uh, like in black and white video, like with a, you know, black scully cap on. Yeah. Like, do you want this guy to come through your fucking window? Yeah, it's like Charles Rocket from It's Pat in a fucking room. <laughs> trying to break the codes and everything. Yeah. What a reference. Yeah. I know. Hello. <laughs> Going way back. Uh, yeah, they had access to John's payroll stubs, which were in his office, and each of those stubs had listed on it the bonus 
that he got that year, totaling $118,000. But it also seems weird that, you know, that just happened to be left out, you know. Well, I mean, if if you're working in the house and you're a real busybody and you want to start putting your nose through things, you'll find whatever's in the office. A you'll open up the people, drawers yeah. and yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that was just his bonus. Yeah. 180 This guy's making bank. Yeah. Wow. Well, he founded the company too. So it's like he's paying himself. Yeah. At that point. And the the actual value of the business was over a billion dollars at that point. Holy a billion? I didn't know billion. they were this loaded. Oh, they're multi multi millionaires. I thought there were people that are like that tell people they have money but they really don't and what really sur- sustains them is these bullshit tours. That's how the media tried to portray them. Oh, really? Yeah, cuz then they were like, "Oh, they're trying to make money off of writing this book about it and like going doing like press tours and stuff like that." They didn't really need this money. They made them seem cheap and like needy for money. But oh. they did not need shit. Or they put Joan Benet to work to make a few bucks. Yeah. She was a pageant queen. Well, it seemed that like, was the narrative. It seemed yeah, like exactly. the mom was really playing out her fantasy of of being a big pageant star with her daughter, which you know, a lot of you know, even Brittany Murphy's mom did that same shit. Yeah. And but Brittany Murphy's mom was broke. Yes. This family had, they, had bank. They're trying to do the narrative. That John Bonet was the cash cow, and yeah. it's not even she, she didn't even make one dollar in her life. Yeah, and Brittany Murphy's mom was sleeping with Simon Manja. The way Kyle says she didn't make one dollar, like you know, how dare you, John Bonet, you know, <laughs> not make even one dollar yeah. for his family? Well, she's not the cash cow of the house. Is what <laughs> yeah, I'm okay, saying. I get it. Wait, what did you call her? No, I'm just kidding. All right, so Linda and Merv needed the money. Two days before the murder, Linda had asked Patsy over the phone for twenty five hundred dollars saying that she was about to be evicted because she was late on rent. Ooh. What are they doing with their money? They weren't getting paid very well. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. The yeah. Ramses didn't pay well. Nah. That's, and he gave himself a nice bonus. How thoughtful. I know. Yeah, he, that's him doing that. And then he leaves the proof all around for them to find. Yeah. Merv <laughs> is the killer. Patsy said, of course. But was he working with John? John Bonet? John, <laughs> yeah. the dad. <laughs> No, I don't think okay. so. I don't know. Well, but what's what's the motive for that? I'm sure Kyle will get into He's got it. A hot take here, right? Kevin. So yes, of okay. course. So Patsy said, of course she could have the money. She's going to write her a check and she's going to leave it on the counter. She could come by any time over the next few days. Um, and after that, she's going to be leaving for uh, a family trip on the 27th, so she can come by any time and pick up the check. Uh, Linda said, great. But she's also too stressed about the argument she had with her landlord that she can't come into work today. And she's like, I'll come over the next few days and pick That's up the a check. weird thing to tell your boss. Like, yeah, I, don't, I had a weird argument with my landlord. I'm not going to be able to make it in today. Yeah. What? So I think that sets up a few different things. I think that sets up um, her to be able to be in the house randomly. And when the parents go, what the fuck are you doing here? She'd be like, oh, I'm just picking up the check. Even though she was there to probably... Take John Bonet down to the basement. But on Christmas Day? She also knew their schedule and that they were going out to a Christmas party okay. on Christmas night. Question, though. Mm-hmm. Wait, so it happened while they were at the party? No, it happened after they came home from the party. Yeah, so they took her out of her room? Most likely, yeah. But how did they do that without making any noise? You So when John Bonet was being killed in the basement, she was the neighbors across across the way on the side of the house that she was getting murdered on 
said that they heard screams from a young girl and they woke up in the middle of the night and like sat there and tried to listen for it and they couldn't hear it anymore. When they did the investigation, they had someone stand in the same spot she was killed and have someone go all the way up to the top floor and scream. You could hear it outside just in that neighbor's house and then nothing on the second or third floor. Wow. So th- that house was like you could run around and not hear like a thing. soundproof okay. from yeah. floor to floor. That yeah. was my next question. Yeah, why didn't? But they was hear there it? a babysitter, or did they bring the whole family to that other? Christmas she would party? act as like a pseudo babysitter, like the housekeeper. So uh. she was like a, a pseudo nanny, mostly cleaning lady. But that night, did they go to that Christmas party? Yeah. No. The kids stayed back. No, no, no. The, the kids went to the Christmas party. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. I thought you were asking if Linda went. I thought, no. I'm surprised they brought the kids. <laughs> if, if the son's like throwing shit on the wall at the fucking this Christmas party, that's not his house. Like, you know, yeah. he, he's a tough guest to have there. Yeah. I wasn't asking if the, what was it, the pugs? Yeah. I wasn't asking if the pugs went to the party. Of course they're not invited. No, yeah. they've been invited to certain things. Really? Yeah. Yeah. We need to get Mervin here. <laughs> yeah. You should see Mervin with a couple of whiskeys. Yeah, get him at the ice luge. Yeah. Get Mervin. He, he yeah. tells some blue jokes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, a little too real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll put a microphone up to his grave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did like the Christmas song that the pugs made, though. Yeah, what was that? Fairy tale in New York City. Ah, that's actually Hello, a good joke. Dirty old town. Yeah. <laughs> With Chrissy McCall. Yeah. Nice. When Linda read the ransom note, she noticed that it was signed off SBTC. And she was being helpful to the police by saying, oh, I think that means Subic Bay Training Center. And that's on a picture that John Ramsey has in his office. Uh, there was a battleship, and at the bottom of it, it said Subic Bay, and she thought training center, but it really just said Subic Bay. But if you looked it up online or knew anything about it, you knew that it was Subic Bay Training Center. Wait, how the fuck would she know that? Exactly. But then why would she implicate herself by saying that? She's not. She's being helpful. No, I know, yeah. but... Like, oh, it, it must be from someone... That was a station in the Philippines. She's like, oh, maybe the foreign faction is in the Philippines. But if she's guilty, wouldn't you just shut the fuck up? Not... No. Dude, the killers always show up to things and volunteer information and try to stay in the middle so that they know what the rumors are and what the police was are thinking kinda, at all was times. Was she kind of ignorant a little bit? Like, Yeah, she she's like, a dumbass. Yeah. A lot of she, people said her and Merv were very dumb people. But I think if her and Merv, you get her, you get them in like the uh, confession box or whatever. Like the police have them, like you know, putting the screws to them there. Yeah, I feel like they, if if they really did it, it would have come out with them. They're not smart enough to kind of hold back uh, the truth like that. Exactly. If they're such, if they're such dumbasses, if they're getting the they got away degree, with murder, according to you. Yeah. Yeah, but they had to go through all these steps first. But they would have left some trace behind if they Something. were as dumb as we, they, Mervis and uh, what's her name seem to be. Yeah. Linda. Linda. So Linda also volunteered the information that John Bonet had an ongoing bedwetting problem, which led. <laughs> oh, God. It, and it was. It was like a problem that. Really? Yeah. Like the parents were very frustrated about. Uh, it led many to think that she killed John Bonet out of frustration from the ongoing bedwetting. And she did wet the bed that night. So. That seems far fetched, though. Bedwetting. Yeah. 
to well, kill that was... somebody over bedwetting? Uh, yeah. But if you think about it, fuck, I can't. But what, why it's... not kill the brother then? He's throwing feces. Yeah, yeah, he's shit on the wall. Exactly. That's I was going to say, yeah, if you're going to choose one, you kill the shit thrower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like if you're on a lifeboat and you can only <laughs> save one. Yeah. Are you going to save the pisser or the shitter? The or pisser? the scatalian. Yeah, the scatalian. <laughs> he's a freaking scatalian. Fucking scatalian battalion over here. Get him out of here. Um, Get him in here. Yeah, no, the. the to me, it implicates the parents even worse knowing that both children had uh, pee and poop problems. Nice. I guess that, is the only yeah, way that, 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 you thought of it for a second. Like, I'm like, what, like, like, what's I'm the like, scientific what? term <laughs> I'm looking for? Pee pee and the pee pee. The pee pee and the poo poo. Eat the poo poo. The babies and the pee pees and the poo poos. Well, I don't even know what the technical term for that would be. Because when you can't control your urinary tract and you have a feces <laughs> problem. Yeah. You can't control your caca. Yeah. But people who have problems like that have usually suffered a tremendous amount of child abuse. So that's why a lot of people also looked at the parents like, you're stressing your kids out that bad that they can't even control like their bodily functions. Hmm. They're pissing the bed way too late in life and they're shitting in their hand and smearing it around the house yeah at eight years old or nine nine, nine. that's fucking disturbing yeah because you are old enough to know that is gross yeah yeah but linda was the one who went to the police and were like oh this is occurring in their house so like, oh so this is where all this information came out from. yes because the, the parents she's the, being the, helpful yeah. The Benets aren't going to be like, offer up that information. Like, yeah, so my son shed on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's true, though. You know, it's always in the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you trust the family the least. If you're ever doing interviews trying to get to the bottom of a story, do not talk to the family that's at the center of it. Yeah. Because you will never hear the some truth. third person or yeah. something. Yeah, that is true. Um, she also knew exactly where the Swiss Army knife was. Um, For instance, I've always said the Swiss Army knife that I hid, uh, put away. Is that Linda? Yeah. There's only one person that would have found it, and that was Patsy Ramsey, and they found it in the room where they found John Monet. Oh, and she would go on national TV and say that the whole, every time. Oh, she she was the only person that could find that. Um, But here is the first time she talked about it, and she really messes up by saying uh, where I hid it. Swiss Army knife that I hid. uh, Swiss Army knife that I hid. Uh, put away. Uh, put away. I had uh, put away. Whoa, you think that's Freudian? Like yes, she, absolutely. She fucked up? 100%. Well, she's also reading off a piece of paper. Like, how could she fuck up that bad? <laughs> <laughs> and she's wearing sunglasses yeah, to read. She's got like a Joe Pesci from Casino sunglasses <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Boy, not the brightest bulb. No, I could tell no. now what we're dealing with. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Dare I suggest that she was paid to be the fall person. I don't think so. Just in case. That's a wild, that's a wildest theory I've heard so far. Yeah, that is a wild theory. I got a few more as we go along. Well, there's money to be thrown around by the family and, you know, it could have been maybe the son killed her by mistake and they had to concoct this whole fucking bizarre thing in order to keep him out of jail. That's a big theory that the son did it by mistake. Yeah. That's usually what happened. There's usually some overzealous, crazy kid who hates his daughter getting all this kind of attention, you know, likes to shit on the wall. And, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's always the case. Yeah. 
Uh, Linda also thought the terms fat cat and Southern common sense were used by the family. And she published this in a first chapter of her book that never got published, but she put it online. Um, and those, never got published. Yeah. Those are terms. At that, the, that's at, like everyone's book. Yeah. yeah. It's unpublished. <laughs> There's so many books in this, like the Natalie Wood case. Yeah. yeah. That novel that you're working on. Uh, was that Stewie? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, Sunken's not here anymore. So. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to impress us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, those are terms that were at the end of the ransom note. Um, mm. And, you know. Ransom note. Ransom was in theaters. Yes. Yeah. Donnie Wahlberg. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Possibly an ignorant person might believe that they could extort $118,000 from someone without getting caught, especially if they could convince that person not to call the authorities. And. The Pugues knew that uh, exactly what he got for his bonus. So they're like, oh, that's chump change. We'll just be able to get that easy. But either way you spin it, let's say the parents made the ransom note. Why would they choose the exact number of the bonus? It would be better to choose a different number. Yeah. And then if you're the Pugues, why would you choose the exact number of the bonus? Yeah. Yeah. Because it it points to someone inside that. Because someone's a fucking idiot. They're all idiots. I think the Ramseys are a little bit smarter than these two. I I agree with Kyle here, and I think they use that against the Pugues uh, because they knew they could outsmart them, but clearly it didn't all work out because there was no fucking arrest made in this, Uh, but there was enough maybe just for confusion. Maybe they didn't want anyone arrested. They just wanted to leave a proper, reasonable doubt if there was a case. The Ramseys. The Ramseys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The Pugues were also big fans of television and movies, and they claim to watch TV a lot. Like uh, the Bicycle Thief or something? or <laughs> the foreign films? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were big Akira Kurosawa fans. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Rashomon. <laughs> this sounds like Rashomon. Yeah, really. The way everyone Seven Samurai. Yeah, has a different take story. Yeah, yeah, a different yeah. take. Um, and they have no alibi that's able to be confirmed they were home together the night of the murder in separate rooms but they both know that they were there um yeah but they could be one of the i've seen the you know the older couples like that they just don't they hate each other's guts yeah they they hang out in other rooms it's the most flimsy of the case against the pukes because i mean i live by myself how could i verify that i was home i mean in this day and age it's easy to be like oh i was on my computer or whatever but back in the day it's like you're just with your tube tv and fucking Ice cream. That's yeah. it. It's a shaky uh, alibi. Linda's like, it's an airtight alibi. Yeah. Mervin says I was home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had a big cake in front of me and uh, I was happy. But you haven't answered how they got Joan Benet from her bedroom downstairs. Uh, we'll get to that. Oh. Okay. When Linda was asked yes. to provide a handwriting sample, she said she was too stressed to perform a handwriting <laughs> sample. I can believe I. Based on that that quick interview, too shaky. <laughs> yeah, I can't do it. So, <laughs> yeah, she's like this with the pen, like. <laughs> so the police allow her to dodge that, and soon after that, she was the one who took Patsy's handwriting to the authorities. After that, the police pretty much forgot about asking Linda to provide a sample, and from all accounts, her handwriting is very similar to Patsy's. Who says that? People. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Like uh, Nancy Grace or like people like that? No, people that know. Like handwriting sample people. People that saw the handwriting on TV and know 
Linda. Oh, we're okay. like, oh, that's super similar. Yeah. Um, for months before John Bonet went missing and killed, she would always in front of the family say, "Oh, you're just so beautiful," and say to the uh, the parents, "Aren't you afraid she's going to get kidnapped because she's so beautiful?" According to who again? Exactly. Yeah, it's all based on who's saying this. Clearly, the, the, the Ramsey the family. Ramsey, yeah, Burke is wiping poop on the wall saying yeah. she used to ask about <laughs> her being kidnapped yeah, wipe, a lot. Wipe it poop on the wall. They're weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even rub poop on the wall. Yeah, they're creeps. <laughs> Anything from the Ramses, I'm going to put right in the trash with Burke's poop. Again, though, she stated that she never even knew that this room that JonBenet was found in existed, even though she was in there getting dozens upon dozens of of Christmas decorations out of there f- to decorate this entire You're amping house. it up a little more this time. Yeah. They went to grab a couple things one day. Yeah, a couple things to decorate that entire 15-room mansion. Again, I can't think of every nook and cranny in my own apartment even. All right, why don't you go fuck Linda Pugue then? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> The, the, I think the, the prosecutor's hostile. <laughs> <laughs> Not the witness. To All right, fine. That, that's the smoking gun. Yeah. She knew that nook and cranny existed. Yes. Um, yeah, and like I said, if she was caught in the house, she would have had an excuse. Wanting to drop off a gift before Christmas. Uh, she left something behind. She was coming to pick up the check. Yada, yada, yada. So well, she the check, up- that's a big one because she already got in that fight with the landlord. So... That's actually a good alibi for being there. She would need the check. She need the money. Yeah. These people had the money. They had the money. And she picked up the check at 3 a.m. on yeah, he Christmas. Had, yeah, what time yeah. was it? Okay. That's insane. Well, it, she could have been, I was just leaving a gift for you. At 3 a.m. or 2 yeah. a.m.? Okay. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, Who are these fucking uh, cops and like investigators that are like, they're really not getting to the bottom of this. They got like uh, so much fucking shit out there, but they're not really able to crack it. Oh, there That's... were multiple police officers that retired because of this case, detectives that resigned from it and then retired, saying that, you know, the whole investigation was way too focused on the Ramseys. There should have been way more people interviewed and really dug into. Um, there, there was but a lot like, of frustrated it's people. It's a small town, too, though. So sometimes. Well, Boulder's thing. not that small. That's what I was going to say, though. That is the problem, that it was the Boulder PD. Yeah. They needed bigger fish to come in. You, know, well, you, you need Denver... like Al Pacino from Insomnia to come in from yep. like LA. They need like an LA detective or like uh, like Denzel Washington from. Uh, what am I thinking of? King Kong ain't got nothing on Training me. day. Training day. Yeah, bringing that nut. Yeah, because they're used to, <laughs> speaking of the bicycle thief, dealing with bicycle thieves. Yeah. Or, yeah. Co- you know, stoned college students. Or someone stole someone's bison or something. You know? Yeah, or someone's out of control at the tea room. Yeah. The Denver PD said, we got your back. We want to come in and help you guys. And they told them to fuck off. See, that's stupid. Yeah. And the Denver PD has thing. more technology. They had uh, more access to different things to be able to check DNA and stuff like that. Or and the they FBI said, lo- local office or something, you know? It's always yeah. these dumb turf Just, Or have an FBI agent come in like, 
don't touch another fucking thing. I can't believe you guys were moving that evidence yeah. around. Oh, you, yeah. th- oh, you think this is your crime scene? Oh, contraire, mon frere. Nice try. In fact, <laughs> this is my house now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just signed the deed over to me. <laughs> and in my coffee, lots of cream, lots of sugar. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I believe, I know that investigative journalists cannot speculate, but we're not that. So I'm going to speculate that I believe Linda was the mastermind behind this. I don't think that she was in the house when it happened, but I think she has the motive to do it and she had the means to do it. I think Merv, fucking Mervin, uh, got a ragtag team together. Swerving Mervin. And it went real south. Real quick, Stervin Mervin. So he got other people involved in yes. like, like you know, his you know dumb friend from down the bar or something. Like, hey, I know this rich guy down there. Yeah. So her action movie loving husband, um, I think, got a ragtag group of undesirables. And together. what was she into? Rom coms. Yeah. <sighs> she was into food. If you didn't notice. Oh my god. First Renee Zellweger. Now poor Women are just really getting. She's a real fat, fat. Oh god. (laughs) What the fuck? What kind of even thing to see? (laughs) You just say the thing she has twice? Like, (laughs) if she was so big, wouldn't you hear her stomping around that night? Oh my god. Yeah, fucking stomp the yard. That's why she wasn't there. She wasn't there. You're right. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Let's calm down. There was a man named Michael Helgoth. He was a local electrician. What is with these names? Why is there any normal names in any of these? Yeah, like Michael Winslow. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like people with wacky names move to these like these rural areas yeah. for some reason. Michael Halgoff, meet Mervyn Pugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Helgoth, he was a local electrician that worked at an auto salvage spot in town. He felt like he was screwed over in a residential deal that involved the Ramses years prior. Um, I couldn't find the exact details, but he was either shorted or lost a job and blamed the Ramses. So he was a person of interest. Yeah. Okay. Michael told a co-worker at the auto salvage yard that he had just made a killer deal with someone who offered him $50,000 to crush someone's skull in. Okay, well that's a that's a crazy. That's not even a real estate deal. It's just like a hit job. Well, yeah, this is after that. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is like this is Merv getting the team together. And who's verifying the story? El Duce. Yeah, pretty much the El Duce of the auto salvage yard. It was just another guy that worked there, and the so guy some, was like, "Whoa!" He's like, "I don't want to know this. Like, stop telling me some about drifter this. crazy person, or is the guy that actually Michael's worked- the Drifter crazy person. Yeah. The other guy's like, Jesus Christ, I don't want to know about this. Don't tell me you're going to crush someone's like, skull for $50,000. Yeah. He's like, all right, I'm not going to tell you about a certain beauty pageant. <laughs> yeah. <queen." laughs> uh, there was also a known sex offender in the neighborhood that lived close to the Ramses by the name of Gary Oliva. He was arrested. Gary, on... that is such a sex offender. <laughs> I name. am Gary. I'm a sex offender. Sex offender Gary. <laughs> Can I have some coffee? <laughs> <laughs> Can I have your kids' socks? I love that. I love the idea of the guy that goes around, you know, door to door to tell people he's a pedophile. Yeah, and ask for coffee. Yeah, <laughs> and socks of your dog. Yeah. <laughs> scary Gary. Scary Gary. Some people call me Scary Gary. Uh, hey, can I borrow two thousand dollars? <laughs> he just he just goes way over the top with like asking for crazy things. <laughs> so Gary, he was arrested on drug charges in 2000 
and he got caught in his backpack with a bunch of drugs, but also a cutout photo from a magazine of John Bonet Ramsey. And what? What else did he have in his backpack? A stun gun. <sighs> Wait, Wait, but I thought, you... I thought there was a stun gun at the scene too. No, the stun gun was gone. There were just marks oh, from a stun gun. Okay. Now that you mention it, wasn't that something they found on her? Traces of some kind of stun gun? Yeah. Yeah, he was just saying that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just testing Welcome you. to the pod. <laughs> yeah. uh, Michael Helgoth. Okay, this is a crazy story. No, I mean, but they on her actual body. The first, yeah, there were stun gun marks. Yeah, they, that was the initially they found that right away. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to exaggerate. It was just like five seconds ago he said that. Yeah, I know. okay. So <laughs> Michael Helgoth was the electrician that got paid fifty thousand dollars to bash somebody's skull in, mm-hmm. um, according to some wacko in an auto salvage yard. Uh, he was found dead of a gunshot wound to the head two days after the DA held a press conference saying they were zeroing in on the suspect. The gun. That he shot himself with that was deemed to be a suicide. The gun was found in his left hand. He was a righty. There was a pillow over his head uh, when the shot occurred. M- to muffle the sound? Muffle the sound. Blood doesn't splatter everywhere. Sure. Um, he's out in a so movie. He's looking out. Yeah. And what was left laying around his room in perfect view uh, tactical boots that made similar prints to the one left near John Bonet's body. Oh, a stun gun and a T-shirt that read SBTC across the chest. Get the fuck! That's too mm, much. Way too much. So it sounds like it was planted and he was killed. Fucking Merv, the action movie fan. Yeah, it's like setting this up. A hundred percent is so, what I believe. Okay, I'm thinking more Merv now. Yeah, and we're uh, not talking about Griffin. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Why would we? <laughs> Gary Oliver is now in prison and recently admitted that he saw John Bonet get killed. <laughs> what? Alden Nutter coming out of the fucking yeah. Nutter how did he yeah. see? He had a crystal ball. Yeah. No, he was there. He was one of the two people that entered the house. Oh. Through that window? No, through the front door. They had a fucking key from Linda Pugh. And the Ramses didn't hear nothing. No. But how would they, though? But this mansion, that I will agree You with. could scream on the bottom All floor right. and they wouldn't hear well, you. I still want to know how they got Joan Benet out of her room. I think Linda got her out of bed and was like, hey, she was a recognizable person and lured her downstairs, like picked her up and was like, oh, Okay, hold on. Wait, I'm missing why, one big why thing. Why her, though? Why are they fucking with her? I thought she wasn't there that night. I'm missing one big thing. Hold on. Hang on. Here's something that happened. So John Bonet also told her parents that someone, a family friend, someone near the family, told her that Santa Claus was going to visit her after Christmas. Ugh, how cruel. Okay? And they were asking her, who told you this? She wouldn't say. She's like, it's a secret. He won't come if I tell. So... All Everyone of a sudden, knows Santa's back in the North Pole. And he's like taking a break until next year. Yeah. If it was Linda or doesn't she know the lore or Merv, that gives them reason to go to her bed and be like, "Hey, Santa's here. Come downstairs," mm. and lure her out of bed without her making a sound. Shh. That's what, who's, true. Who's then. the source of this though? Uh, uh the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, you ever heard of the dark web? Yeah, yeah. I guess so. 
funny you mentioned the dark web. There's a big rumor online that Mervin was a pedophile and he could be seen in a photo that was shared on the web uh, where he's molesting his own daughter. What? Okay. But this could be like the Steve Irwin. Remember they said that it, we, they have the point of impact when he got killed by the stingray? Yeah. It's all bullshit. Yeah. Who knows, man? Or Owen Hart falling to his death. Yeah. This person said he sent it to law enforcement in Boulder uh, who were going to the house, but Boulder PD shut it down and was like, get out of here. This is our turf. Yeah, they, 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 want, also, they, they want no one on their turf. They did that to Denver, too. They confirmed so that, yeah. That is complete online rumor. Don't know if that's true, but it would make sense if he was a pedo that he would be friend with uh, another sex offender. Well, he sounds like a like a perv, obviously. He's got the, it's in the name there. And also, like... <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's a weird guy, you know. He just yeah. seems like a strange dude. That you know, if there's money problems that are that are definitely on the surface, everyone knows about it. They're they're arguing with their landlord. I guess what the argument is: pay the rent. No, pay the rent. You know, like he, they're having financial issues, and it's very clear. Yeah, they have a very big motive there. Huge motive. Yeah, the, and. Patsy said she would pay her. And still the Ramseys, I don't see the real motive there. I still don't understand it. Yeah, well, the motive would have been uh, Patsy was pissed that she was pissing the bed so much. Like we said, if you were going to kill one of the kids that had troubles in the bathroom... You would kill the Speaking shit eater. Of flimsy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that yeah, I definitely that kid sounds like a fucking disaster. Or the Ramseys just didn't do themselves any favors with a lot of things they did in the public eye because they stopped talking to the police. But the reason they stopped talking to the police is because the police started turning on them. Yeah. And looking at them to be like the bad guys. Well, but, they're probably running the numbers ninety eight percent of the time. It's a family member. Yeah, and they say that the that Burke was acting weird, but they were acting weird too. Yeah, every yeah. time you hear the dad talk about it in interviews, you made it sound like you know he's screaming, you know, ripping his shirt off, like oh my god. Yeah, yeah. It's like he finds Twin her. Peaks or something. But when he recounts the story, he's like. And I went downstairs and I saw her body. And at first I was relieved. Then I realized she was dead. Yeah. It's like he's recounting the story like that. Like, wouldn't you be a little more horrified? Well, he, the, you, yeah, it's hard to really use that as an excuse. Like, people take it differently. Some people are just, these people are kind of kooky out here in the middle of uh, Colorado. Yeah. Know? People are wild. Nothing and, bad happens in Colorado. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just him having sex with the outside of Columbine, the school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's how you phrase it? Yes. yes. Because I happened to visit the Columbine Memorial Well, you were kind of stalking the, the area, weren't you? Weren't You're, you wearing a trench coat also? What's the... <laughs> All right. We're not getting into that. Your boner almost broke the windows. It was cold outside, so yes, I had a larger... Jacket, <laughs> and yes, now I you're on the defense was chair. near the memorial, so I checked it out. Yeah. All right, mm. that well, that's enough for that. What was on <laughs> underneath the trench? But, uh, <laughs> pants. <laughs> so then, um, where was I gonna ask? <laughs> oh no! And then in the Barbara Walters interview, Barbara Walters is like, "Patsy, did you murder your daughter?" And then Patsy's like. No, Barbara, of course not. Yeah. Wouldn't you be a little more like, Barbara, I can't even 
dignify that with an answer. You're well, damned if you're doomed, damned if you don't. Because a mother's love would never allow me but to it, murder my own brethren. But it, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that would be like, over actor. Yeah. Like, it's like a Shakespeare play. It's yeah. literally, this. it's a no-win situation answering that question. Because however you answer it, people are going to dissect like the nuance of the subtext of your answer. So it's better not to rehearse and just not do like some big operatic speech or something. Right. But they've been so asked that don't question. don't do the fucking Barbara Walters interview then. But they felt like the only way that they could rectify their perception that the public had of them was to be able to go through the media. To do a media blitz. Yes. Like because Rob the media B- was blitzing Blagojevich them. did, remember? Dude. Yeah, that didn't, that didn't help out. him. No. In 2016, CBS did an hour-long like special presentation of who killed the JonBenet Ramsey. Who killed JonBenet Ramsey? Um, the the JonBenet Ramsey. Oh, I like the. <laughs> Who killed JonBenet? And the whole thing was like the family did it, and it all they did was just bury the well, fucking because, family. Yeah, if like you know, well, it, they said it, the son did it specifically, yeah, and they got sued. He sued Burke sued them for seven hundred and fifty million dollars. Yeah, I love it. and they took the CBS special down. They haven't re-aired it. Well. And they settled. But so. they teased it like that. That was kind of oh, yeah. crazy. They said at the end, it's like the Capone's vault with yeah. Geraldo. They're like, at the end of the show, we'll, we'll tell you who did it. And yeah. then they claimed it was Burke. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the media in this country is fucking bullshit. It's all sensationalized insanity. News. Yeah. It's not real. <laughs> so, like, so th- they must have talked to. Like a PR, per- they get a ton of money, so they p- probably talked to a PR firm who said, "You know what? You got to get a- ahead of everything." Exactly. And like, Trump and- would tell you this exact same thing too. You got to shape the narrative, or else they're going to shape it for you. If you're not the one writing the menu, you're on the menu. You're a hundred percent right. Fine, but that it still doesn't work very often. Look at Monica Lewinsky. No matter what she, she didn't said. get out ahead of it. Really, at that time, she didn't. But okay. also, you're going up against the president. It's like someone's going to choose a side. And whoever they think is like the worst person, they're just going to attack, and the other person they're going to celebrate yeah. or the let Ramses? off the hook. Whose side are they choosing? Well, Bill, what? Whose side is the public choosing when they don't believe? The I don't Ramses? know. Linda Pugue, because she's the, the one the that's putting it out. But the public doesn't know about Linda Pugue. Exactly, but they're hearing the stories from her, and the police are trusting her, so they're getting messages from the police and the media saying, "Oh." Uh, the fucking Ramses are scumbags, so it must this be coming from somewhere. People are watching TV. No one's reading anything. Well, then so people are just watching it. Linda Pugue's a genius then because she managed to... She got the heat off her. She got the heat off her, and... I don't think... I think... I want genius. Sounds like a big stretch. I think law enforcement in this situation just got tunnel vision. I think they listened to Linda way too much, and they thought she was like a very nice, trustable person. Evil genius, by the way. Yeah. And she... Fucking got off scot free. Okay, but in her plan, their plan, Mervyn and Linda, what were they? How were they going to get the money if they just killed? Yeah, John that's Benet? a good point. This is the thing: they hired two fucking idiots who went down there and one molested her and the other killed her. But that wasn't supposed to happen. No, I they think they fucked to, up the plan because they, they really wanted the money. Yes. So these guys are such. Disgraceful animals. Yeah, that they they were supposed to kidnap, and they're like, oh, instead we're just gonna kill her. Yeah, and then once that happened, they were like, you fucked up the plan so bad. Now we're gonna kill you. So they killed him, Michael Helgoth. Oh, and then they left all. They left the SPTC shirt in his room. They left the tactical boots that matched the uh, the footprint 
in the basement. Uh, they left a stun gun in there. Because that's really fucking up the plan. Yeah. So they tied it off. They could have got the money. off at him. Yeah. Jesus Christ. This is like a fucking sick fucking... It's like a Coen Brothers movie. Yes! <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's like William H. Macy, Jerry Lundegaard yeah. from Fargo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so how's it going there with the uh, with the murder? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like it couldn't have couldn't have gone up worse, I know. It, the plan. It, yeah. like, like it went in Fargo, basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she fucking... They get these crazy... Spins out of the fucking shower. Out of the shower curtain, yeah. <laughs> I answered your question. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna count every car on the fucking lot. Okay, yeah. Jesus, you don't have to raise your voice. <laughs> My favorite part of Fargo is when they get him at the end. He's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's just the guttural scream yeah. of a coward that just got found out. He's like, first they knock and then he goes, oh, I'll be right out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then everything is just dropped, and he's just like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> it was the same thing when yeah. he was scraping the fucking windshield. Yeah, oh, so he good. The shit out of the ice on the windshield. I love and it. And when he's in the office. That's the most relatable moment when he goes, yeah. has a nutty just trying to scrape the fucking. Yeah. I've done that in Boston so many times oh. where I'm scraping. I'm like, ah! Every day <laughs> during the winter. Yeah, yeah. That was me every single day during the winter. Oh, my God. <laughs> or but... the other part in the office when he gets off the phone and realizes he's, he realizes he's fucked. Yeah. And he just stands up and he throws all his papers really hard onto the desk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's what the pugs are doing. But so that was a very the plan is you know. Yeah. It's up. foobar. It's all fucked up. That's a very uh abbreviated version of the pug crew theory. Um that was actually put forth online by Alexander Zabel Jr. Uh and it's, you know, we want to give Junior. We want to give props. I mean, there's no normal names in this. Is there a senior? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What is Zabel Senior? Thing? Yeah. Um, he includes way more names that he thinks are involved, but I really just think that uh, Mervin and Linda were spearheading this campaign against the Patsy uh, against the Ramses publicly. To- Wait, was that a slip? Yeah, a Patsy against the Patsies. No, a Patsy. Well, Patsy Ramsey, a Patsy too. Yeah. Um, there's a lot going on. Maybe Kyle has something to do with it. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> they're all pointing at me. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, yeah, he tried to say he saw 101 Dalmatians at this time. Yeah, but yeah. it was really the 91 version. Yeah, yeah exactly. no, I just sat next to Glenn Close in 2000. Three. Oh, I believe you. I be- At the Boston Garden, when I saw Dane Cook do Fisher Circle and Alejandro doesn't believe me. Oh, uh, yeah. <sighs> I believe that you believe it happened. Ah! This is a. If you if you thought that some of the earlier stories were exciting, this, yeah. this is exciting. Everybody listening, watching right now. Yeah. Is it plausible that Glenn Close would go see Dane Cook live? <laughs> Because Kyle said he sat next to her at this concert at Boston Garden? Yeah. Okay. Alejandro's like, there's a better chance of Glenn Close killing John Benet Ramsey <laughs> than going to see Dane Cook. So no, we, I believe you. I believe we'll do you. a poll on uh, Instagram at yeah. some point. Mm-hmm. So, but um, I believe you. Yeah. So that's my story. I'm sticking to it. So what's this? Because I don't know anything about this, to be honest. Uh, he had a business partner that had a 
partner that had a ver- you know it's a it's vendetta. a reputable website when uh, what that headline right there the Terry Hatcher fifty seven <laughs> is disgusting now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the gist is that it was one of his business partners, uh, and John has kept quiet about it because the business partner has some dirt on him. Okay, so that's basically the gist of that's that. A hot one. angle. There's um, some other weird stuff has happened. Like <laughs> now, Renee Renee Zellweger. Oh God! Oh, really? <laughs> I wrote this website. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> these these pop ups on this website. It says, but she is unrecognizable. Oh, like, that's yeah. when you know you're on a very reputable website. You know, <laughs> look at this star. They're gross now. I yeah. literally almost said, you'd know I'd be behind it if Renee Zellweger popped up, <laughs> yeah, and I didn't. I wish I fucking said that's it. That's crazy. <laughs> For those that can't see, there was yeah. a pop up suddenly on our website. Now they moved here to, yeah. That yeah. said, Renee Zellweger. Looks unrecognizable. Yeah. <laughs> Before that, it was Terry Hatcher. Like, look how lug- ugly this person's got. Wow. Yeah. Isn't the internet nice? I know. It's it, awful. It's a treasure trove. Yeah. So there was a psychiatrist that was aiding the case, you know, looking into things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in 2018, brutally murdered out of the blue, Oof. the psychiatrist. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because he thought the Ramses were guilty. No shit. Mm. And although a lot of people think Burke did it accidentally, maybe the dad or his associates, Patsy was the main suspect in the court of public opinion, basically until she died of cancer. She in, died. Yeah. In, she did, yeah. Oh, in shit. 2007, six. 2006, yeah. Yeah. Man. 49 years old. No deathbed confession or anything? No. Perhaps she was stressed. Or she was riddled with cancer. And riddled with guilt? <laughs> I think it's the cancer. Cancer sounds like a major <laughs> major player in that situation. And Burke, you know, there was that CBS special, but he also did an infamous interview with Dr. Phil yep. in 2016, where he was basically smiling the entire time. What? So I believe he's autistic. Severely autistic. He's like an engineer now, software engineer. Makes sense. Yeah. And he was smearing shit all over the walls. People with autism have been known to... Smear some shit. Smear some shit. And, you know, not be able to show the right um, emotions at the right time. Like, they can't read the room. They don't know, like... Social cues. Yeah. Autistic people struggle with being able to show appropriate emotions yeah. and i think that was one of the things that came up and that's actually one video i haven't shown yet and i'll show uh this is when 13 days after the murder they talked to him and his answers are very weird you know parents are sometimes crying yeah but i'm i'm basically just going on with my life mm-hmm. you know 13 days after your sister got murdered. I know what happened. I mean, when she got killed. How do you think that happened? Um, I think, well, I, I, I asked my dad, where did they find her body? And my dad, my dad said I found it down in the basement. And so I, I, I think that someone took her very quietly and mm-hmm. took her down the basement. Mm-hmm. And then maybe took a knife out. <gasps> No, oh my god! Yeah, but that's not how she was killed. Exactly. So, but that's a nine-year-old talking yeah. like that. Yeah, but he goes from like acting like, oh, I'm, I'm like a 
you know, a little toddler to suddenly like probably tiptoe down the stairs and then very quietly. Hmm. I don't believe it's that kid anymore. Exactly. No, I yeah. know, but it's odd. And do you want to even just pull up a picture of him on Dr. Phil? Because any screenshot yeah. they took of him in that interview, he looked guilty, yeah. even if he wasn't. Hmm. He yeah. just rubbed people the wrong way in that Dr. Phil thing. He well, did, yeah. I think a lot of these people do. They don't say things right. You know? Yeah. No one talks correctly. Yeah, I think it sounds everyone, like nobody Everyone's in this on case. a spectrum in, the, in yeah. this entire case. Yeah. None of them knew how to do this. Communicate or be a normal no. person. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Uh... That house must have been fucking weird, man. Yeah. Well, they... Remember, they were charging Christmas tours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Phil speaks out about interview with John Benet Ramsey's socially awkward brother Burke Ramsey. And there he is. You oh, see that? Man. Yeah. That's, <laughs> That's pretty freaky. much what he looked he like, like the he's entire possessed interview. Possessed by the devil or something. Uh, he's just possessed by autism, I think. Yeah. And that's it. He's like, I pooped my pants. <laughs> and like I shared it <laughs> with the world. You like this sweater? I shit on it. It's made of shit. You like this collar? I shit on it. <laughs> you like these pictures behind me? I shit on them. Yeah. yeah so, uh, yeah, that's what it comes down to is final thoughts. Yeah. I still think Linda set it up. Merv helped get a ragtag crew, and it all went south. I don't think John Bonet was supposed to die. I think they really wanted to extort the money. Um, and. They just hired two dumbasses because they weren't very bright themselves. Pat and John Ramsey, there's no way. They were so high-powered, successful people. There's no way they were watching movies like that where they would know quotes and be able to quote different action movies throughout the entire fucking thing. Zero because most chance. of their time is taken, you know, decorating this fucking house or doing like yeah. the higher level things. There are people online that are like, oh, John Ramsey doesn't watch movies. It's like, how many billionaires do you know that take the time out of their day to watch a movie or sports? They don't do any of that shit. They don't even like listening to music because it takes them away from their job. Bill Clinton was a movie buff and he was leader well, yeah, of the free world. fucks kids. Okay. Wait, kids? <laughs> He went to Epstein Island like 87 oh, times. <laughs> I was like, Lewinsky wasn't no kid. <laughs> she was barely older than a kid I know, anyway. She's uh, pretty young. Girl. Okay, yeah. fine. But um, they're the most guilty family for not being guilty. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, they, they're not good at uh, expressing their, their innocence. I no. agree, though. It's hard to find a motive. Extremely. For the family. But yeah. yet, you can't really close the door ever on any of these suspects. And. I'll, most people say this will never be solved. Oh, it's cold case territory I, the whole way. I think I agree with Kyle that I think it was a couple ex cons just got out of jail and, you know, they met, uh, they were in some shithole saloon somewhere mm. outside of Denver yeah. talking to Merv the Perv and they kind of concocted this plan together. It may be people that he grew up with and stuff he felt comfortable with, yeah. but were not on the level. Like they were like, like, you know, prison like really fucked them up. Yeah. And then they like, Right when it time becomes time to implement the plan, they just totally go off course and like they, you know, they do nothing correct. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. I mean, you might have me convinced. But Merv would not want to go back in that house, and that would be his reason to get someone else. Yeah, is because he would be, you know, witnessed to be there. Yeah. So it sucks because Merv's dead, Linda's dead, um, natural causes. Patsy's dead. John Bonet's dead. Yeah, they're all. They all. Just, I think they got sick. I think they had cancer or something 
Patsy died of cancer. Then they got sick and jumped off a bridge. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying? <laughs> um, oh, Patsy in 2006. The only two yeah. people, uh, I mean, that guy, Michael Helgoff's dead. He got shot in the head with the SBTC t-shirt and the tactical boots and the stun gun. Yeah. All very weird, very set up. Very too, placed. Too action movie-ish for me. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know, you guys, in the comments section what actually happened. You sound tell off. us. Who sound do you off, think off. killed John, John Benet, Benet yeah. Ramsey? Because uh, I think it, Linda spearheaded it with those fucking idiots. What do you, you actually think it was the parents? I think that they knew a little more than they were letting on, but you make a compelling case for these, you know, these the main, yeah, yeah, the handyman and his wife and all the other characters involved. Yeah. But it is creepy. It's a creepy world. Yeah. yeah. And, you, you know, anyway, yeah. The, you know, honestly, I don't know. That's my final I didn't answer. know Linda would, would be spearheading it, though. That would, that's an interesting take because she was the one that was out there. You know, pushing the attention away from the, her and her husband there. So yeah. that that's a maybe she hated that family more than anyone else did. Maybe she hated that daughter more than anyone else did because the daughter said something mean to her. Maybe she called her a bad name or something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Oof. And with that, with make sure that. to follow us. <laughs> if, if, if you're still listening, uh, follow us at um, Death and Entertainment on Instagram at uh, YouTube and what? You were going to read a review. Oh, yeah. I have a review here, which uh, we're not telling you what to do with your life or how to, um, you know, tell us how we're doing with our jobs here. But a couple of reviews we we really liked. We, uh, we think and we want more. We want more. Bring on the five-star reviews. This person, um, Hayesno, um, wrote, these guys are great, really fun, and I learned a lot. Love that one. From Perm go. Red. Um, Die, Death and Entertainment, is my all-time favorite podcast. These guys are so funny, and I always find myself laughing out loud. The show is very informative, sharing the details of the murder. Um, blah, blah, blah. Super addicting. Thank you so much. Nice. Oh, so, another person said Hooked here. That was earlier last month. Hooked, nothing to do with the uh, Dustin Hoffman movie. <laughs> 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 um, Travis. Takamori says, great podcast, and he said, awesome. So Nice. Those are some great reviews. We'll take Send it. us more, please. Please, go on to iTunes. Not only just give us five stars, but write a couple words, because that kind of goes a long way. For some reason, it, it reconfigures the algorithm, and it kind of bumps us up. Yes. And it gets us big in places like Hong Kong, where we're big. Slovakia. We've been big in Italy yeah, also. Yeah, we've been charting in Scitalia. Hong Kong. Scitalia. We're going to get huge after this. <laughs> After those hot mentions of Scitalia. So. Yeah. And we just might mention your review if it is entertaining enough. Oh, yes. and if you have, uh, we've been working off a lot of suggestions. So if you have a suggestion for an episode, email deathandentertainment at gmail and we might just get to it. Yeah. We'll call you out for uh, for that nice suggestion. So. Yeah. This one was requested too many times to name everybody, but it was one of the most heavily suggested requested episodes that we have. So uh, I hope that we gave a little bit of a new theory or something that you haven't heard before because, you know, yeah. this has been a case that's been around forever and everybody's talked about it. So it's a real head scratcher. I haven't heard too many people talk about the uh, the pugue theory. So new no, I'm you know, that was I had not heard that. before. And you sold yeah. me on it. Yeah. 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 I think I'm sold. Cha-ching. Yeah. But the Ramsey still knew more than they said. They could. Could. All um, right. We'll never know. But who do you guys think it was? Let us know in the comments. Go on YouTube. 
subscribe, hit the notification bell. We are showing our Midwestern 10 faces now. Of course. And we want to see you and yes. hear what you guys have to say. 99% of people that follow us on YouTube, or actually 99% of people that watch our videos on YouTube, are not subscribed to us. So we need to up that number, please. Mm. Do it. Yes. So stop what you're doing. Rate us, subscribe to us, follow us, whatever platform you're on. Just do it. Help a brother out. Please. <laughs> and we love you. Love you. We love you forever. We'll see you next week. Don't go dying on us. Bye. You have just heard... A true Hollywood murder mystery. I have never seen anything like this before. The movies, Broadway, music, television, all of it. A place that manufactures nightmares. Okay, everybody, that's a wrap. Good night. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. 